To show you how easy it is to file a claim with GEICO, we hired a scary movie victim. Oh no, a tree fell on my car, and there's only one thing to do. Trip over my own feet and pull myself across the lawn while yelling help at a barely audible volume. Help. Uh, sorry to interrupt, but you filed a claim with GEICO, so you've got a designated claims team to help you. This GEICO sounds suspiciously reassuring. Are you sure I don't end up getting surprised with an unexpected twist? Just that your GEICO team will always be there to keep you updated. No! What is it? Oh, nothing. I just didn't see that coming. GEICO. Great service. Without all the drama. Hello, everyone. This is your Promenade Europe correspondent, Megan Cohen, speaking with the last weekend update and last briefing of August 2020. First, the parliamentary elections in Montenegro took place yesterday and ended with a major upset to the incumbent Democratic Party of Socialists, or DPS, after the party fell one seat short of a majority. The opposition party, who is pro-Serbian and pro-Russian, also did not reach a majority, but claimed victory prematurely, at around the same time that the DPS also claimed they have the coalition necessary to lead. We'll see who ends up on top. And speaking of forming coalitions, North Macedonia's parliament approved a social democrat-led coalition. The vote had been delayed until July due to the pandemic when Prime Minister Zev narrowly beat out the more right-wing party. The EU's foreign policy chief called for new Belarus elections with global supervision. President Macron said on Friday that he enlisted Putin's help in convincing Lukashenko to compromise. There was also a fairly large internal crackdown on foreign journalists. Over the weekend, one Swedish journalist was deported, and according to the, I think, Vesna Human Rights Center, 261 people were detained last Thursday, 50 of them journalists. In Germany, anti-COVID protesters attempted to storm the German parliament building. Authorities said about 38,000 people participated in the initial protest. The New York Times also reports, get this, that many asked for President Trump and Putin to liberate Germany. Many also carried the Reichsflagge. I don't fully know how to say this. I'm not sure if that was correct, and I don't honestly want to be saying that, but that is the flag used by the Nazi regime. History repeats itself in very strange ways, my friends. Hundreds were arrested in conjunction with these protests. In France, a senior military official was detained in what security officials said was, quote, a security breach, and media personnel called a case of spying for Russia. He is now being held in Paris. Further south in Lyon, robbers made out with 9 million euros after attacking an armored security vehicle belonging to Swedish cash handling company Loomis. And over 3,000 Spaniards were forced to evacuate their homes in the southern Andalusia region due to a massive wildfire. Lastly, in a sign of hopefully soon returning to normal times, Pope Francis is set to hold a general audience again to a limited amount of people. And with that, I hope you all had a fantastic weekend. Once again, I am your Promenade Europe correspondent, Megan Cohen, coming to you with the weekend briefing for August 31st, 2020. I will now only be doing briefings on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays to accommodate my own school schedule because school just started today. And if you've heard the Middle East and national security briefings from today, you already know that. And I'm sorry to repeat it again, but I hope you all had a great Monday, fantastic weekend, and have a great tomorrow as well. I will speak to you again on Wednesday.